<laughs> Fairly typical of my bloody Valentine's noise. Now, as you made me realise from 19, I think, 89? I'm not sure. Now, um, Paddy Jenkins has had a weird career as a director. She's um, only directed two films, and they've been 14 years apart. Back in 2003, she directed Monster, which ended up, I think, getting Charlize Theron uh, a Oscar for lead actress, um, where she played a... I forget her name now. The serial killer, anyway. She was a prostitute who ended up killing... I think about five guys, uh, and ended up being put to death. Well, she's returned with Wonder Woman, which is um, the latest in the endless, endless onslaught of franchise movies, which have gotten worse and worse. The last, um, the X-Men film, not the Logan one, which was brilliant, but the uh, previous X-Men film was just diabolically bad. The last Avengers movie was awful. The Batman Superman film was dire. Uh, Thor, the second Thor film was awful. The only one that's sort of surviving at the moment was Captain America, which has been pretty uniformly good. But Logan came out and completely changed because it was just it was out of step with pretty much everything that had been going on. A lot of the um, the superhero films have gotten more and more dead, more and more interested in shoehorning other franchise elements in, very heavy, very self serious. And this was a much more humanistic tale. It actually had a lot of humanity in it, and it was very dark and quite adult. Well, Wonder Woman's come along and done the same thing in almost in an opposite direction. Uh, it stars... I'm not going to lie. I think El Gado is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. As uh, Wonder Woman, she um, lives on this island in the Amazon region where the, uh, the women are called Amazonians. And there are no men on the island, and they're all what fierce warriors, and they're sort of kept in this sort of magical shroud where no one can see them, and they're sort of ageless. And she's yet to find out that her lineage includes, I think she's daughter of Zeus or something like that. Anyway, she's got obviously godlike lineage in her, but she's not just a, a human. And near the start of the film, when they live this idyllic existence and actually believe that men are completely inherently evil, um, and that you know this is part of, of the the belief system, they've never most of them have never seen a, a man. It's just been this female environment. Uh, in comes Chris Pine, crashing his plane into the sea off the coast, and he's running from the Germans in the First World War. And she rescues him, and he explains to her that there's this war going on outside. The whole world's at war, and she decides to basically come out and try and stop this war. He's on the run because he's got a diary belonging to a scientist who's developed uh, a very extreme version of mustard gas, which would render any gas uh, masks or anything completely useless and believes that she can end the war by just basically releasing this gas on the UK. And um, Gal Gadot's character decides that she'll help him and she'll try and stop the war. She's got this very sort of noble presence where she believes that the most important thing is to, to stop the war. She's got this sort of like massive pacifist thing going through her. And that's pretty much the, the stock setup, but it's actually quite a, a complex little story. There's quite a lot of different elements that come into play. Uh, with regards to how she's perceived and the other uh, side characters and how they interrelate with each other as well. And it's a very interesting setup because we're used to modern day or at least approaching modern day superhero films, but 
they do a really good job of recreating not just World War Two, but World War One and uh, and um, the battlefields and uh, war torn England and and sort of like that nineteen sort of. 1918 sort of look about London as well, and they did an immaculate job on the on the whole look and setup of everything as well. Um, they're joined by Spud. I mentioned uh, Ewan Bremner, who I called Johnny Lee Miller last week. He's uh, emerged from Transporting Two, and now he's got a part in Wonder Woman, quite a prominent part as well. So it's great to see him uh, as a, a, a person coming back into the cinema. And David Swellis, who's one of the most talented British actors, um, he's he was in the Harry Potter films, but he's most known for um, his performance in Mike Lee's Naked, which won multiple awards back in the early 90s, hugely controversial role. Great to see him with a prominent role in a, in a film like this, he's a really talented actor. He's got that extra spark. And Chris Pine, I have just think, gone from strength to strength. Um, last year he was in one of my favourite films probably one of my two favourite films of last year Hell or High Water and I just think he's got a little bit better every time he's come on screen he's quite a humanistic actor as well right? you look at someone like Tom Cruise and there's not much humanism coming through him he's a, Chris Pine's managed to generate a very sympathetic human portrayal of people um, it sounds like it's a really simple plot but it's not, it's well plotted and all of the different elements that come into play are, 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 like I said, a lot more complicated than it initially feels. But where it's, um, whereas Logan went for sort of the humanised side, but also a very sort of austere, bleak adult, this one's actually refreshingly light. It's um, even the even the colours, the amount of daylight you see, as opposed to like that Batman Superman film was just in the dark all the time, both figuratively and literally. It never sort of got out of this mire, but this is very fresh. It's brilliantly shot blues and and um, sunshine, and also the feeling of it is a much lighter feeling. Uh, it's not got that heaviness that's been associated with like weight of importance, which is, I thought, quite surprising, given that Wonder Woman's uh, play by Gal Gadot did, in fact, first appear in the Superman-Batman film, which um, was a very, very heavy affair. Um, it's uh, It's also, it doesn't, it doesn't focus on her superhero abilities hardly at all. It's much more about her reaction to the world and the relationship with Chris Pine, which is actually a really good relationship. They actually have a good deal of chemistry and they both give good performances as well. I was really impressed. They actually cultivate a genuinely believable relationship between them. Uh, there's lots of great moments as well, but I think the standout moment for me was when she actually reveals herself as Wonder Woman which is spine-tinglingly done. Like she sort of goes over the top in the trenches, and it's really well done. I thought they, um, they handled a lot of it. They didn't overplay her having all these abilities or anything. She was more like a, almost like Batman in that regard, that she se- still seemed grounded to being a human character, just more, more intent on actually doing things and than relying on her abilities, which she didn't even really know about. Um, so I think this is a really strong entry for for kickstarting this whole um wonder woman series which is probably going to happen i'm, I'm guessing because it's been a huge success at the box office ironically it's um held on at number one in the box office for a second week despite being up against tom cruise's multi-hundred million dollar the mummy reboot which has been hammered by critics and performed very very badly and may end up being a, a hundred million dollar disaster 
Um, but she she's done well. Um, she was a, a an actress that I only knew from the Fast and the Furious movies when she sort of appeared out of nowhere. And they managed to kill her off in that, which uh, I don't know if she was happy about given the unending success of the franchise. I really liked the last um, Fast and Furious movie, by the way. I thought it got... I didn't, I didn't think it was worse than the other three before it. I thought it was a pretty decent effort. But anyway, Wonder Woman, it's a, it's a really good film to watch. It's very, very well balanced. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't sort of drag at any point. It doesn't, um, it doesn't sort of wear your patience at all. And the story's interesting, and, it, and most of the elements are human ones. They're not really anything to do with supernatural and all of this kind of stuff. And when she does let rip, it is pretty impressive. So I'm going to give Wonder Woman. It sounds like a simple film, but it was, I didn't think it was. I thought it was, um, I thought it was quite an intelligent film, actually. So I'm going to give Wonder Woman 8.5 out of 10. Very, very enjoyable. Most entertaining superhero movie, this side of Logan. And going back to all the way back to something like Winter Soldier, which was very good. Um, but it certainly holds up well against even that. So 8.5 out of 10 for Wonder Woman. And given the um, the other female-centric uh, entry into cinema recently, Ghostbusters, got such a negative press reaction, such a negative public reaction backlash before it had even been released... This could have easily gone that way, but it's not. It's been welcomed with open arms. So very impressed with Gal Gadot and particularly, what was the, uh, Patty Jenkins. So I don't know what she's been doing for 14 years, but I imagine that she'll be in demand. Uh, this is from Dr. Octagon, or from the album called Dr. Octagonicologist.